Hello, hello. You are now listening to Burgundy Love with Darling Jimenez. This podcast is about personal growth, professional development, and designing a life that you love. If you are interested in these things, stay tuned. We have some great content for you. Hello, hello, and welcome back. This is the Burgundy Love Podcast, and we are live. Um, in today's episode, I am super excited because we're going to be talking about a very important topic and one that often gets disregarded. Um, it's been especially pressing now during the times of the pandemic. Um, so we're going to be chatting on self-care and mental health. Um, and for yeah. this conversation today, we have our very own Socorro Cruz. Say hey, Carla. Hi. Hey, y'all. Hey. <laughs> awesome. And um, she's a very dear and close friend of mine as a well sister and lion sister. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit, uh, a little bit about yourself um, and why you're invested in mental health? Sure. So, hey, you know me. My name is Socorro Cruz. Uh, my nickname is Coco. A lot of my sisters know me by Coco. And um, mental health is important to me because I'm a yoga teacher. Um, I started teaching yoga uh, about two years ago, and then I got into yoga myself personally about eight to nine years ago, and it was all because I was dealing with so much. I was dealing with depression. I was dealing with anxiety. I was active duty and stationed in a place I never lived before, and I was just dealing with a lot, and um, I found yoga, and yoga helped me to deal with what I had going on, my mental health. I learned how to care for myself how to recognize the things that were going on within myself. I started therapy. I started seeing a counselor. Um, and and I'm, I've been trying to just remember to take care of myself ever since. And once I became a yoga teacher two years ago, it became even more important to me because now I'm able to affect others and help others, um, not only through my yoga, but just through my words and um, the actions that I share with everyone day to day. Absolutely. I think that's a beautiful introduction. And I think it's so important that we're talking about this topic because I do think oftentimes women tend to be the ones that are taking care of everybody else as opposed mm -hmm. to putting in the time to take care of themselves. Whether it's um, you taking care of your parents or um, a spouse or children, um, we don't always make that time for ourselves. So I think sure. this topic is super important. Yeah. Awesome. So um, I have a question for you. Um, yes, what are some of the ways that you um, practice self-care? Um, so for me personally, um, I, I am in therapy. And to me, therapy is a way to take care of yourself. So um, I do see a therapist. I see a therapist once a week for an hour. And honestly, it's the highlight <laughs> of my week. Um, so I do that. I, I do therapy, or excuse me, I do yoga. <laughs> And I teach yoga, and that helps me with just to keep a peace of mind, honestly. Um, I've got a couple of books that were recommended by my therapist that I read that have been helping me day to day, um, just through work, um, and just through my daily life. And also, I just, I try to take time for myself. Like, I am single. I don't have any kids. I don't have any husbands. But, I mean, like, I still deal with a lot day to day. And even though I am by myself a lot, I'm working, I'm dealing with other people, I'm on this call, I'm on that call, I'm creating this presentation, I'm giving this presentation. And so, I mean, I would say at least 10 to 12 hours out of my day is dedicated to doing something else. 
So I have to always try to find that time for myself. And I actually just started kickboxing. I just started kickboxing yesterday. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. So that's another way that I'm just trying to take self-care. I mean, I get a little bit of aggression. <laughs> I'm a yoga teacher and peace and namaste. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I decided to throw kickboxing in there just, just yeah. to help out. It's a good workout. <laughs> I love it. I think um, something that I'm loving about what I'm hearing is that oftentimes when people hear the term self-care, they think like mask or doing your nails. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of like the only thing that they jump to. Um, and I think what you're introducing is self-care is really a lot of different things. And some of the things that are self-care aren't necessarily comfortable um, right. or easy or something that you're going to want to do every day. You know, sometimes you're going to have to push yourself to take care of yourself by doing certain things. Right. Yeah. I think that that's, like, I mean, even on, like, memes and stuff, you see, now, you know, self-care is much more than just a bubble bath. Like, don't get me wrong, a bubble bath can definitely be self-care if that's what you need. But, I mean, when it comes to it, we're taking care of our physical body, yes. We're also taking care of our mind and our mental health. That's your um, self-care, too. Absolutely. And I think the other um, point that you bring up that I absolutely agree with is, on any given day, we have so many different things that we deal with, and that can be incredibly overwhelming, whether it's things going on at work, things going on with friends, um, if you're serving for your organization or you're a part of any club or organization, um, mm -hmm. that can come with its own responsibilities. So I think it's really easy to lose yourself in the busyness um, exactly. and not take out time for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's so easy. I mean, just as you, you kind of said in, in the beginning, you know, as women, you know, we kind of find ourselves caring for everyone else and not always remembering about ourselves. And just an example I kind of want to share is my mother. You know, my mother stayed with me for two weeks. You know, she just left this past Sunday. And yes, I'm her baby. I'm her youngest child and I'm 32, but she's got three little dogs at home and she's got my father. And I was really happy to see her take these two weeks just to come here to my home and just sit upstairs and watch Netflix. Like that was her self-care. That's, That's what she needed. Yes, you know what I, I mean? So it's just a reminder just to take care of ourselves. And I think that that's a very good example. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you just need to find a little getaway, um, whether your getaway is going to someone else's home or to a getaway or whatever, or whether it's a bubble bath or whether it is an hour with your therapist. Um, we all kind of need that getaway, but it was really good to see her do that. I let her enjoy those two weeks. Yes. Whatever she wanted to do, whatever she didn't want to do, you know, I was good with, but I could tell, I could tell she needed that. Um, That's amazing. And I think, um, so I recently visited my mom up in New York about a week and a half to two weeks ago. And I actually noticed mm -hmm. the same exact thing. Like when she's at her place, um, she's cooking, she's cleaning, she's grocery shopping, mm -hmm. she's picking this up, she's setting this up for somebody else, she's washing laundry. Mm -hmm. and she did not, like, legitimately, I was there for maybe four days, and every single day that I was there, whether it was Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it did not matter. She was literally, like, up at 10 a.m., which may seem late, but, like, she gets up, she gets, goes to bed really late, so 10 a.m. is actually very early. <laughs> And she was up the whole entire day to like midnight, just constantly doing stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So I think too, like um, our, our mothers are a great example of women that are going, 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 going all the time and don't always have the ability or the chance to sit down and just take care of themselves. So I think it's even like a responsibility for us as daughters that are learning about mental health and self-care to talk to our moms and say, hey, like, 
sit down, <laughs> take a break. You yeah, know, don't sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So then let me ask you um, something. I think um, something else that's really interesting is um, finding a therapist and really finding someone that you can talk to. What are some of the benefits that you have found um, in working with a therapist that you can recommend to others? Um, and maybe some of the fears that you had at the beginning that you realized like were unfounded or that um, you've changed your opinion? So I actually, I started therapy back in about 2012-2013 when I was an active duty military member and one of the things that they kind of I won't say they harped on but it was just kind of known is you don't go to therapy because you don't want anyone in the military to think that you're crazy right and just a moment I'll just take a, a side just to be you know a veteran of the United States military and say that the suicide rate among our veterans is very high. And I think a lot of it has to do with people feeling like they can't talk about what's bothering them or they can't go get help. And even though like we have all kinds of briefings, suicide awareness, it's still that kind of thing to be shame about that I have to go see a therapist in the military. Nobody wants to say that. Nobody wants to be unfit for their job. But I got to a point where I was dealing with past Um, sexual assault things and I wasn't able to be me that I had a friend of mine say hey girl you need to see a therapist and so I finally caved in and I did and I I will say it was one of the best decisions that I made and I was scared but I had no repercussions come against me and I only had good things come to me from going to therapy Um, so that's one thing you know I thought I was going to get in trouble you know what I mean Um, but thankfully Thankfully, I didn't, but I will say that's not the case for all of our military members, unfortunately. Um, but that's a whole different topic. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I also, I guess, kind of blessed to have a friend of mine who is a certified therapist. And I spoke to her about it recently when I decided to start therapy again. And she gave me a website, psychology.com, psychologytoday.com. And she said to me, you know, she's a black woman. And she said to me, find a therapist who's similar to you. And I was like, okay. And before, I'll be honest, I did have women therapists, but they were, they were white, they were Caucasian. But this time I was like, let me find a woman of color. Right. And I did. And I, I found a Latina. And as soon as I went to therapy with her, I was like, oh girl, you my girl. Yes, <laughs> I love that. And it's nice to find someone who shares a similar background as you because they can understand where you're coming from. And I will also say a similar age, her and I are around the same age. And she understands where I'm coming from. And, you know, she always makes it known and she always made it known at the beginning, you know, if I'm not the therapist for you, then that's fine. Find someone that you can get along with. And I said that's important in therapy is that we look for a therapist that we get along with. Um, Yes, it's therapy, but you want to make sure that it's someone that you can actually talk to and be open with. So there's nothing wrong for looking for someone who looks like you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think that that's what we need. We need more black and brown female therapists out here to help the black and brown community. But look for someone who looks like you, someone who's going to understand when you say, you know, I got ghosted or, you know, um, (laughs) you know, they left my messages on red. You know, they know what you're talking about. (laughs) I definitely agree with you. Like, I think that, um, and like, I'm not currently seeing a therapist, to be honest. I really would love to. So I think I'm in, in search of one. 
Um, but I do feel like it has to be someone who's going to be able to understand like my cultural background, because I think my mm -hmm. cultural background plays a really large role in who I am as a person and mm -hmm. some of the struggles that I dealt with growing up, you know, as an adolescent, like specifically, um, there's like, I feel like culturally the DR is a very, um, conservative um, culture with regards to the roles of women and growing up, oh, yeah. I, I felt that pressure to like, hey, you have to learn to cook and a man's not going to love you if you don't do X, Y, and Z, you know? So some right. of these tropes that I grew up with, like it has to be understood from a cultural perspective and therapy is already hard enough when you're burying your soul so you don't have to explain like every detail of why in your culture things are a certain way you know mm -hmm. um so i think that's an excellent tip for anyone listening out there like find someone that looks like you find someone that can relate to you mm -hmm. sure awesome and um fun fact um our coco here has an awesome little dog um i think he's been doing great because he hasn't barked yet <laughs> Not yet. He just finished with the first snack I gave him, and then he came up and started jumping on my legs. So I just had to give him a second treat. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. So continuing with our conversation, Coco, um, what are some ways that, like, in your practice as a yoga teacher, um, you've learned to help your students stay motivated, um, to stay consistent, to show up? Because I think sometimes you can show up the first time, and then after that, you're like, oh, that was hard, so I think I'm not going to show up again. <laughs> um, one thing that I try to incorporate when I teach classes is just positive affirmations and reminders. Um, you know, I always say, you know, thank yourself for showing up on your mat today, you know, because you didn't have to, but you just coming to your mat, whether you actually did yoga or you just sat there and had a moment, that's wonderful. You know what I mean? So I always try to incorporate just positive messages, um, positive um, affirmations. And, you know, I also let them know, like, there is no perfect yoga, you know what I mean? And I've had students come up to me, and, you know, and be like, well, you know, that's awesome, because I thought I had to be like this in order to do this yoga class. But then I see you, because I'm not your average looking teacher, you know, and then I, I see the way you teach, and I know that, that I don't have to be the certain, you know what I mean? Um, and so I always try to bring that diversity to my class and just that positive, that positive word to my class to have people come back. And I'm not making people do headstands, stand up on your pinkies or anything like that. You know, <laughs> I think we're doing very practical things that are doable. And I always give um, just other ways to try the pose, incorporate this uh, yoga prop or whatever so that people aren't intimidated because if you've never done yoga before it can be very intimidating and so I teach at the level that I'm at and I would say I'm always growing every day and we're not perfect nobody does perfect yoga so I try to start with the basics and go up from there and I think that it makes my students very comfortable and they want to come back and they want to learn more because they feel comfortable in my class you know? absolutely so, and, and I will definitely attest to this, like, um, as someone who had been to other yoga classes, and then I went to yours, I felt like I could actually do it when I was at your yoga class. I remember I went to, like, um, I don't know the proper term, but it was, like, a hot yoga class, um, and I went in there, mm -hmm. I started doing things, and they just started doing all sorts of crazy things, like, 
that I had never. I was like, oh my God. And it was supposed to be a beginner's class. Like it was actually advertised that way. So I was like, holy crap, like all these people can do all these things. Like I cannot keep up. So 15 minutes into the class, I, I had to walk out. I just, I felt very out of place. And like, I was the only um, female of color in the room. Um, so that already kind of came with some fears. Mm -hmm. um, and then at realizing that I couldn't do anything mm -hmm. and that there was nothing being explained, I was like, oh my God, I gotta go. Um, so definitely by attending like your classes, mm -hmm. I've, I've gained a lot more confidence about, hey, like yoga is for everyone, including you. Like it's okay if you're not mm -hmm. like doing poses that are super advanced, you know. Um, but I, I, I right. love because I feel like you make it accessible for people. Thank you. That's definitely my goal is to really say yoga is for everybody. I mean, even if you're just sitting on your mat for an hour, you just did some yoga. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you got out of your head, you got out of whatever situation you were thinking about, and you just got and sat on your mat. And to me, that's yoga. It's not all about being bendy and, you know, touching your foot to your forehead and things like that. It's really about connecting your mind to your heart. And however you're able to do that, um, I think is wonderful. So then um, I guess my other question for you is, um, you mentioned that um, you read a couple of different books that your therapist has suggested. Um, do you have any recommendations for anyone out there of a book that maybe you've read or are reading that you found some interesting insight in? So yes. So I would say one book that my therapist has suggested to me and I, I've just to begin to read is called um, Emotional Vampires and it sounds kind of like is that like a horror book but it's not it's actually a real thing it's called Emotional Vampires dealing with people who drain you dry and I think we all come across some people who kind of drain our energy or you talk to them and then afterwards you're like I'm ready for a nap or you know like I just have nothing else to give to the day and I mean, those are vampires draining you of your energy. And so I've been having different issues at work and um, different issues with certain people that I work with. And I've wondered, like, I really, I've been doing my job for four years now, but I'm really starting to dislike it since all this COVID stuff or working from home. I've really been able to kind of see a, another picture of my job. And I'm like, why do I feel the way I feel about some of these people? And it's because they're emotional vampires. They, emotional vampires drain you dry of your energy. They don't know they're doing it, right? Maybe they do, but most of the time they don't know they're doing it, but you know, you're being susceptible to this and you're going along with it. So I would say if you have anyone in your life like that, whether it be your mom, your dad, your coworker, your cousin, your brother, the lady across the street, um, look into it. It's called Emotional Vampires Dealing with People Who Drain You Dry by Albert J. Bernstein. Awesome. Thank you for the recommendation. Honestly, I think that's such an important topic, especially like in the context of self-care. I think one of the things that sometimes we don't want to admit is that self-care is also removing people from your life that are not serving you. Um, and by that, I mean that they're not bringing you any yeah. benefit and instead are taken away, causing you stress, causing you anxiety. Um, so I, I, I think that, that that book recommendation is very fitting in the context of this conversation. Yes, that's, um, that's big, right? Because who to remove someone from their life? I mean, unless they've done something horrible to you, you know, you're always trying to try to find a reason to keep this person in your life. And sometimes that's just not healthy. It's really not. 
And as I've gotten older and lived and grown, I've learned that. And like, what what's the cliche saying? Um, what is it? Some people are just around for seasons or something like that. You know, I know it's exactly. not meant for someone to be in your life. Yeah, it's, it's not meant for someone to be in your life forever. You know, sometimes it's just a season or a reason that they're in that your life, whether you're teaching them or they're teaching you. You know what I'm saying? So that's something we have to come to realize. I think um, that's definitely a very accurate saying. And I think like you, over the last four years, I've definitely done a lot of personal growth. Um, and in that personal growth, it's been difficult to, but I've had to let some people go that um, just didn't align with who I was becoming and with a version of me that's respectful of myself or caring of myself that's right. um, because they were mm-hmm. negatively impacting or belittling um, me as a person. So great recommendation. I absolutely love it. Um, so um, do you have anything else that you want to share with us with regards to self-care um, before we close out the conversation? Um, I just want to say, you know, I am a very spiritual spiritual (laughs) spiritual person and I definitely believe in our intuition and I believe when your gut is telling you something you know don't ignore it if your gut is telling you this person isn't right for you this person isn't good for you this situation this deal isn't it believe it you know what I'm saying because I believe we all have this sixth sense we all have this intuition Um, I believe that we all have spirits who are guiding and leading us every single day. And when we feel that intuition, that's them telling us what it is that we need or need not to do. Um, Listen to your intuition. And I will say definitely women have better intuition than men. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I definitely (laughs) believe it. Listen to your gut. When your gut is telling you, you know, this person doesn't have your best interest in mind or, hey, this person is lying or whatever, listen to it because it's not just coming out of nowhere. It's being it's being sent to you. You know what I'm saying? So just listen to your intuition. It's something that I've I've learned and dealt with for the past couple of years. And it's interesting because when I get this intuition, I'm like, nah, nah, that's not right. That's not true. Right. And then a month later, I was exactly right. <laughs> It's like, well, dang, you know, I wish I would have went with my gut feeling. Um, yep. But listen to your wishing. I mean, that's just keeping, keeping, keeping you where you need to be, keeping you on the right path, keeping you guided, keeping you safe, and, and keeping you headed to, to where you need to go. So just listen to your intuition. If you want to do therapy, do therapy. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, and I will say therapy can be something as simple as finding a friend to vent to. You know what I mean? We all kind of need someone to talk to. Even if it's your dog, sometimes I just talk to peace. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels good to get it off my heart and to get it off my chest. You know what I mean? So I encourage everyone to, to find that. And if you don't have it, send me a message. I'll listen to you. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Coco. I think that's um, awesome advice. Um, so after this awesome conversation, um, we always have our guests um, do a sister shout out um, for the podcast. Um, do you have any sister that you'd like to shout out? 
You know what, darling? I want to give you a shout out. Yeah, that's my LS. That's my guiding light. That's my number one. You know what I'm saying? I'd follow you anywhere. You know, number one and number two. Just putting it out there. She's number one and I'm number two on our line. <laughs> so I'd follow her anywhere. Um, the rest of my sisters, yeah. The rest of my line sisters, you know, our whole chapter um, is Marie. I want to give Ismarie a big shout out. I think she's been doing really great this semester in the position on our area board. Yes. Um, and I just thank her for everything that she's doing and for stepping up and just being awesome. And uh, I love it. Um, Absolutely. And, and just to all of our Afro sisters. What's up, y'all? Yes, thank you, Coco. Um, definitely shout out to Ismarie. Shout out to our line. Um, I definitely feel super blessed that this year we're getting to spend a lot more time together as we work together on the chapter board. Um, and I can't wait to go back to Virginia. I always have a good time when I go there. Yeah, I'm super excited about us getting together this upcoming weekend. Um, I'm super excited about coming down to Virginia, y'all. And of course, our chapter is in North Carolina. So I'm really excited to get back down to North Carolina and see my sisters with our masks on being six feet apart. <laughs> Thanks, Coco. Uh, safety before all work. All right, my loves. Um, thank you yes, so much for listening to this podcast um, on self-care. Um, I know I gained great insight from it, and I look forward to having Coco um, in uh, another podcast soon. Thanks, Coco. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, darling. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> Till next time.